Yo, it's the Raji Rabbit and Friends Podcast. Rabbit and friends back again this time with my super bearded out homie, Mr. Nairo or Nairosius. Nairosius, Nairo, Nairoglyphics, Nairodamus, Nairoscopy. There's many variations. Yeah. As you've heard. As oh you've yeah. Heard. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, it's super cool. You do, uh, uh, right now you're the vibe host at the Hard Rock uh, Cafe yep. downtown San Diego. Yep, yep. And that's been fun. Uh, it started off as, uh, uh, actually, when I got done at Guitar Center, you know, I was looking for work and I wanted the to The music get, store. Yeah, at the, the music store. What What is it? Uh, making your dream, making your dreams. I don't know. I just call it the music the store music for store. the podcast. The music store for the podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I use a different term, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, I was looking to actually get into the bar industry and uh, applied it at Hard Rock uh, because the description, it was like, do you know a lot about rock and roll? Do you love rock and roll? Do you love talking about rock and roll? Do you know a lot of the history? You know, do you like to learn about rock? And I was like, check, check, check. And, and nowhere did it say that I needed to be blonde with the large cup size. So I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta check this out. And, yeah, uh, especially downtown. That's usually a requirement. Yeah, I mean, so many, <laughs> so many spots were like, send a head shuttle. I'm like, what the hell is this all about? Yeah. Uh, so I went in for the interview and basically just started telling them about all the different stuff on their wall. And my manager's writing mad notes. So I got hired there. but. Uh, it's a weird position, and things things change a little bit. So I, I still do that when I get a chance. But now with the, what we're doing right now is we, we're really trying to focus on getting in live music in there. So I do I book live music five nights a week. Um, wow, that's how many times you're doing it now? I didn't know that. Five, yeah, Monday through Friday now during happy hour wow. five to seven. That's yeah. awesome. It, it, it's pretty cool because when I started, we had uh, music on Saturdays. It was always the same guy, and he was he was good, but he'd bring in some friends every now and then. But it was always the same thing. So I've been telling him, hey, you know, I. I know a lot of musicians in town. We, yeah. can, we can really do this if you want. There's a lot of budgetary restraints. So um, about a year and a half ago, they, they let me go ahead and start booking like once or twice a week. Yeah, and I then, remember that. That was like sporadic. It seemed a little bit, you know, like yeah, here and there. Yeah, but it, it was something. Um, and, and so that was cool. And then uh, about the beginning of the year, uh, management was like, you know what? Go to five nights. Let's, let's get it up to five nights. That's big. And then the uh, you know the curveball, the challenge is uh, we're not giving you a budget. <laughs> so uh, fortunately... I know a lot of musicians, and really, it's it's been cool because I get a lot of young musicians. I get a lot a lot of musicians that are just just getting to the point where they're playing out. Mm -hmm. So they're Khalil, uh, Khalil Nash, uh, one of my favorite guys that we've had. He's he's yeah. gonna play again in April. That'll be his his one year anniversary at, at Hard Rock. And That's this, awesome. This man. young man 
man, he he's gonna be a star. Yeah, he is gonna be oh, a yeah. star. Even the first time I saw him, he, I believe his first song that he he opened up with was an Ed Sheeran cover. Right. And so it's 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 Khalil, all of fourteen years old, with his guitar, two microphones, and a loop pedal. And I'm watching him set up, and and you know there's a little bit of tech involved there. Right. So I'm, I'm watching him and seeing how he does. And, and first of all, I mean, his, his professionalism is, is spot on. Uh -huh. His parents have definitely been raising him, right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's polite. He's positive. Uh, his, he has no shyness whatsoever. Yeah. So he opens up, and within, I don't know, 30 seconds, he's got five layers going on that looper. Right, you know, right. He's drummed a beat on it. He's, he's laid a couple riffs. He's done a little woo-ha, you know, whatever it was. And he just nailed it. I was I was blown away on the first song. I was like, wow, he's, he's coming out the gates like that. Yeah. And he's impressed me every time. So he's he's definitely like one of those when I when I get to meet young men like him, young performers like him, and and get them involved in music and and uh, just do what little I can. That that makes right. a lot of fun. That makes right. a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, he'll be back there in in April uh, for his one year. I booked him on a Friday. I was like, you know what? He's been here a year. Let's get him on a Friday, and yeah. he, he usually has a lot of friendly and uh, friends and family that come out and yeah. support him. So. Oh, he's super, super awesome, uh, yeah. awesome talent, man. I, I uh, know his dad well, so right, right. I yeah. got to meet his dad a couple times. That and uh, so Khalil is one of our bartender Tony. It's his, uh, I, I think, cousin, like mm, second cousin or, or first cousin removed or something like that. Mm -hmm. Basically, Khalil's mom is Tony's first cousin. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, and, he, and he describes Tony's mom as, as very outgoing and charismatic. Mm -hmm. He describes his dad as, as all business, like musical, a yeah. lot of musical know-how and, and very business, very, but quiet. Uh -huh. And he says, Khalil's got both. He's got the business side and the drive, and then he's got the outgoing personality. Yeah. Mom. And it's a perfect storm. It's, yeah. it's, it's been great. Um, so he's one, he's one of the big highlights. And another young performer that I really like came out here from Texas, uh, Connor Mead's brother-in-law okay. uh, from the music store. Yeah. Um, and his name's Nick Crook. Uh, Chris Weekly did some recording with him. Oh, nice. Um, and he's, uh, again, I would call him singer-songwriter, a little southern rock flair to him, a little bluesy, uh, but great pop sensibility in his songwriting. I, I believe that, that Connor kind of helped him out with songwriting and kind of took him under his wing like that. I have a hard time telling the difference between his covers and his originals. Like, his songwriting nice. is that on point. Good, So it's, Good. it's been great um, meeting those artists, and, and I feel like, you know, kind of, helping develop a little bit just because I always give them a little feedback after their show and, yeah and those two in particular don't need too much feedback anymore. I mean <laughs> you can't hear the mistakes they make if they yeah. make mistakes they're yeah. on it they uh, Nick's been there in, in a pinch several times for me too I've every now and then uh, Hard Rock will be like hey uh, can you get somebody to play uh, tomorrow <laughs> right right <laughs> then call up Nick and if he's not got a gig already he's always come through for me so uh, he's been really good there's uh, a couple other uh, young performers there's a young lady named Sahara Graham and she has a, a, a band herself, um, and they played once, and, and the whole band is good. They're all like music students. I think they're still in high school. Wow. Um, yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure she hasn't graduated high school yet, so you know, I make sure to uh, email her mom, kind of acts as manager a little bit there. And then now she's been playing with another friend of hers named uh, uh, Crystal, and they both just beautiful female voices. Mm -hmm. They have some jazz sensibility to them. Nice. So, so they'll do some you know, classics and covers and kind of jazz it out a little bit. And they'll do a lot of like classic jazz numbers as well too. And uh, the, the skill level and the education, the thing that it really strikes me, I don't remember this as a kid, maybe it's because we're from the Midwest, but yeah. out here there's a ton of music schools. So a lot of these- Oh kids, yeah, that's showing, not, no, we if, didn't if, have that. If they're showing talent it, and, and the parents recognize it, it seems like they're able to get them in 
to these programs and really start developing. Khalil's already doing recording. He's, yeah. He's already recording stuff in his, yep. in his room and yeah. stuff. And that's, man, that, that puts him so far ahead of the game. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Way, way ahead. I mean, to be a teen and recording and not only, but recording correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember when I started, I didn't know fuck about anything, you <laughs> right. know? And uh, I mean, it was just adapters and wires and as much as you could just to make it work, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, Man, you know, it was it was terrible. A lot of trial you know, and error. A lot of trial and error, you know. And now you got YouTube and everything, mm-hmm. and so you can learn the right way, yep. right away, right off. The and map. you know, or at least a closer version of the mm-hmm. right way. Um, and it's it's a great time we live in, man. Yeah, it really is. You know, and, and uh, it's it's funny. One of the other cool things about working at the Hard Rock in the in the regular vibe host role when I'm when I'm not talking about uh, talking to people about the memorabilia on the walls. Uh, I'm, I'm helping them pick out or asking if they want to hear any songs. I got I got like a 7,000 video library. You know, we can play rock and roll music videos right. all over. And so the cool thing coming from the music store, I was kind of jaded. Uh, and was, I kind of considered myself a music snob. I was like, well, if, it, if it's not Led Zeppelin or Tool, yeah. it sucks. I don't fucking want to listen to it. You right. Know? Come into come into Hard Rock, play Journey every day, and I used to hate Journey. You know, come in and play, yeah. you know, Madonna or or all this stuff that I was like, yeah, always talking smack on. Right. Now you realize, man, this makes so many people feel good and it's feel so something. fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's kind of taking away that jade a little bit. So I remember when you told me that at first, like when you first started having that experience of of uh, of the feeling you get from other people feeling music that mm-hmm. you play and yeah. I was like you see why I do what I yeah, do yeah yeah it was because you, you know that's yeah, the DJ mindset that's right DJ. there absolutely, yes absolutely. exactly so you're knowing the crowd knowing the feel yeah, you're technically DJ mm-hmm. you know right you're absolutely playlist coordinator there but that's what one a of DJ the new does. things that uh that reminds me of one of the new things Hard Rock was talking about um and we'll see we'll see how this is implemented but what they want to do is like a like a, a, a vinyl day. They, they want to set up a DJ booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they want to do it in the bar area, like inside the bar, like there on the corner, you know, uh-huh. next to L. Um, and have a couple like turntables with vinyl and, and, you know, maybe have people bring in their old vinyl or, or nice. somehow get a big collection of good vinyl. So yeah. they're looking to do uh, something like that too. So that's, that's kind of cool too. Just along those, yeah. you know, reading the crowd right. and, and reading the vibe again. So that, that's been really fun. So along those lines also, I've, I've kind of made it a point to try and stay on top of new music yeah. uh, and what the kids are listening to, what the young people are listening to, yeah. what, what's hip, what's not. Right. Um, and it, it's, it's, been, it's been really cool and it's required me to keep an open mind. So sometimes, a lot of times I still meet people that are like, you know, my age or older and they're like, oh, there's no good music out there today. And like you were saying, we live in amazing times today. So there's still plenty of good music out there. You might have to wade through a lot of maybe subpar music or music you don't like. Yeah. But because everybody's able to make and produce their own music, uh-huh. it gives a lot of freedom out there. And I think that's good all the way around. Yeah. And so that's always going to keep the pool of good music in existence. You just got to maybe work harder to find it. Right. Exactly. Okay. Nothing wrong with a little bit of search. So yeah. I think it's good. There's, there's, uh, there's some bands. You know, what I've noticed with music is everything's cyclical. And in rock and roll especially. Uh, you know, rock and roll was, initially came out as just this whole rebellious thing, you know, whether it be Elvis shaking his hips or, or Hendrix setting guitars on fire. There's always right. a little bit of rebelliousness to always kind of going against the, the, the mainstream or going against the, the culture, doing the, the counterculture thing. Right. Uh, and I, I still say every generation after the music gets too pompous and too, too fluffy and too frilly and too, too far separated from its roots, something comes around to bring it all back, whether it was the punk rock era of the 70s 
or the grunge era of the 90s or what I'm calling this this kind of folk implosion or this folk explosion right now mm-hmm. with, with bands like the Mumford and Sons and, and uh, Monsters and Men and, and Lumineers. Love that band. Stripping it down to the roots. Right. Stripping it all down. Going right back to where it all started. Just stringed instruments and, and good solid music. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's great. I think it keeps music honest. So yeah. I always try and challenge people when I hear them go, oh, I don't, it's all rap or it's all this. Or, I'm like, hey, you know, Maybe that's not your flavor, but right. there's some good stuff out there. Right. Uh, and with remixing and stuff, you can still even have like a, a, oons, 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 mm-hmm. a version of mm-hmm. that song. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's kind of fun. It's that's interesting. Right. If, right. To say the least, they end up being very interesting. If not, kick ass, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's cool. No matter what the, the genre it was born in. Right. That's it right. It can become right. anything. Um, I have this uh, class that comes down from Oceanside once a semester, and they're a, they're a music history class. They're a high school class. Uh, the first time they came down, I gave them like this whole uh, class on the history of rock and roll, and it was it was funny because afterwards, they were, basically, I went over almost the same things that their class had been going over, and, and I really like to focus on rock and roll's influence on the counterculture movement, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know breaking down racial boundaries, mm-hmm. and, and because you know we all know we had this great blues music going in in, uh, in the South and in black communities in America, and mm-hmm. uh, mainstream America had no clue. Right. It took the Brits with the Rolling Stones and, and, yeah. and the Animals and, and all these blues rock bands yeah, from they liked the it. early yeah. 60s mm-hmm. who were ordering records from Stack Records and Chess Records in Chicago and Memphis uh-huh. and geeking out on these old black blues guys. Uh-huh. Those clueless assholes didn't know anything. So then they brought it back and got a bunch of British little white kids rocking out with them. It's like, oh, okay, that's good music now. And yeah. I, I think that's a, it's sad that it took the Brits to point it out to us, but yeah. in the end it was good for us to, to expose us to this, this great stuff uh, coming from our own backyard. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's American too. Mm-hmm, absolutely, 100% America, but I, I can't give the Brits enough props uh, on their on their handling of the blues. And, and what, I, what I say is we created it and they keep perfecting it. Right, right. Now, to this day, there's some of my, the bands that I'm listening to a lot right now, there's a band out of Scotland called Biffy Clyro. Uh, I call them like the, the Scottish answer to the Foo Fighters. Just just solid rock and roll you know, huh. good dynamics compelling lyrics how did you discover them uh at hard rock i was uh ty had a british guest who had actually done his career in, in production he was a music producer he was an older gentleman and and we were just talking shop a little bit and he said hey keep your ear out for for this band biffy clyro they're the biggest thing ever over there and i think they did a tour with kings of leon last year so it's the only time they've been to the states nice uh so i checked him out we got a couple videos at hard rock now and and they're just they're just solid all the way around. Uh, another band I listen to a lot right now is uh, about a year or two old out of Seattle, and they are keeping that Seattle sound going. It's got Duff McKagan on bass from Guns N' Roses, and then it's got the drummer from Screaming Trees, um, Barrett Martin, I believe is his name, and the singer on the keyboard I'm, I'm not familiar with, but but they're totally solid. Uh, gritty '90s style, uh, kind of dark blues rock. You know, storytelling type mm-hmm. lyrics, uh, really good lyrics. I got to catch them uh, a year or two ago at the Uproar Festival down at, down at Chula nice. uh, on one of the side stages, and they're they're solid. I listen to their album at least at least once or twice a Post week. Post some links up at the accompanying blog on rajirabbit.com, so that way people can click and see about uh, you know um, do you got, uh, about the bands that you just mm-hmm. mentioned, and mm-hmm. even uh, I think about um, the Hard Rock events. Do they? Update that on their site. Yeah, yeah we is that should part of the on, site. On, yeah, on heart. Let's see. There should sometimes be, they there, start doing stuff. People, all bars. So you'll you'll click on it. Like, yeah, I'm playing here. Let me click over here on this website. Nothing, right? I'm not on this fucking yeah. website. There should be yeah. on both hardrockcafesandiego.com. 
there should be something on that. We also have, of course, our own Facebook page and social media. It's always Hard Rock Cafe San Diego. Uh, the, the company does allow each cafe to do a little bit of individual stuff, so mm -hmm. uh, that's why we don't just all go off of, of one. But I definitely, I, I give my sales manager a, a calendar. In fact, I'll be doing that tomorrow. Uh, so she posts the calendar both outside the Hard Rock and it should be on our on our website. Nice, and good, media. good. Um, so yeah, we'll post the yeah. link then to there to that as well, so people can check that out. And uh, so how um, before we get off into some more subjects, how often are you working there, and when can someone come see if they see this podcast? Well, with definitely with the music, I'm there uh, five nights a week at least, uh, f uh, Monday through Friday. I usually get there about four thirty to start setting up the the area for the sound and. Usually take off about 7:30. I usually still work on Saturdays, you know, and, and that's when I get to do my vibing thing. And I'm usually there in the in the early evening. Mm -hmm. I my kind of miss, and you know, I work two jobs now. I work at, at the Irish Blues Bar right next door called Patrick's, mm -hmm. uh, and and that's a lot of fun too. But it, I have to be there at eight, so I cut down on some of the prime time hours that I used to really get great vibe uh, time in. Where, right. You know, where it gets a little bit busier at the Hard Rock. So, but on Saturdays I get a couple hours of that. And that's really fun. So if you come in on a Saturday or the occasional Sunday when I'm there, don't hold me to that. Uh, but if you come in, I, you know, hit me up, put on some songs for you, give you a tour of all the all the cool memorabilia yeah, that we have. There's a lot of good stuff there, by the way. If you've never been to Hard Rock Cafe San Diego, you should come check it out. Uh, each Hard Rock Cafe uh, and even the hotels, they, every bit of their, their swag, their gear that they have, the memorabilia is... Uh, is different, right? That's right. It's it's a hundred percent authentic. We have over uh, seventy seven thousand pieces around the world. They rotate the the memorabilia through the cafes every several years, and yeah, so you you're not gonna see the same one each time. So uh, we we get a lot of European visitors that hit every hard rock they can, and and then uh, you know some of the Americans and locals they, they don't necessarily hit a whole lot of hard rock, so they don't realize that what they're seeing in this cafe is is only at this cafe. Yeah. You know, we got we got some stuff from Elvis, we got some stuff from Led Zeppelin, some Ozzy Osbourne, some Red Hot Chili Peppers, some Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. So we got yeah. a really good um, mix in, in that quiet little cafe. Yeah, it's town. so cool. All that stuff is 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 in there. You don't realize it until you get the tour. Um, how cool and how much it is, man! I mean, you blew me away when I didn't when I took the tour. Appreciate that. Yeah, every, I, yeah. I I love it. It's 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 really fun for me. You know? mm -hmm. um, you know, I was when I was in LA playing with my band and, and spent you know several years trying to do the rock star thing. And when I got done with that, I got burnt out and was all jaded with music. But even here, I am almost ten years later, and I'm still still doing stuff with still music. involved you know? in exactly. music. Exactly. So, so I can't complain about that. Right. I think as long as you're you you know some somehow some way music is part of your life you know you'll be you, that's that's what keeps you happy you know yep. if you're a very musical oriented person you know yep. and that's so. the cool thing about patrick's because uh, i get to listen to live music every night there they have yeah. it they have it seven so, nights a week so this is another place that you can catch nairo nairo works right next door from hard rock yep I'm, and like literally next door so i'm the the door guy somebody, somebody asked me oh are you the bouncer here i'm like well you know we got a pretty chill bar here with an older crowd so i'm not so much of a bouncer as much of a roller i just kind of roll them out if they're uh, drunk you know uh, but we got great music Music, uh, every night um, some really good everything from some blues to, to 60s and 70s soul and old-school R&B to a couple rockabilly bands a couple classic rock bands uh, and, and some some cats that have been playing for a, a long time with some heavy hitters we got a, a gentleman by the name Bill McGee uh, Chicago style blues and uh, he's he shared the stage with Hendrix back in the day uh, among others Wow and he's my favorite I could listen to him all day, every day. Uh, he's he's got to be about seventy years old and, and just still makes it look easy and effortless. Yeah. Like he's he's just great. That great raspy blues voice. Like I say, he makes his guitar playing look like he could do it in. His, I guarantee he could do it in his sleep. 
Wow. Uh, and, and, and the band that supports them is, is they're a bunch of really class act guys too. So nice. Yeah. If, if I, I call it the best kept secret in, in the gas lamp, uh, knowing all the musicians we know, I'm still kind of shocked that I don't get more, more of my friends down there. You know, they're, kind of averse to the gas lamp sometimes. But I yeah. say if you're down on the gas lamp and, and you don't want to deal with Douchebag Central down on 5th, right. duck into Patrick's, yeah. catch some good tunes, yeah. have a beer. Well, see, a lot of people think that that's all there is down here is mm -hmm. the, um, the, you know, only the current popular music, you know, played mostly by DJs or something. And then, um, you know, that the live music kind of isn't there. There's a couple places down here that do right. live music, mm -hmm. um, but definitely your spot is something that's just seven days a week, true to the seven live true week, to live band. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's it's a cool vibe, man. You go in there, yeah. they're cool people. Um, uh, and, you know, also uh, with, with, with the live band thing, like you just feel the vibe even outside. Everybody, once you go in there, you have this like, you feel good and then yeah. up until at least midnight you can take your drinks outside That's on right. the patio yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the people are outside on the bar on the patio and I mean you walk by you can't walk by it and not stop and, and I think not everybody notice, stops right? and goes what's going on what's there going on you know because everyone's smiling having a good time yeah. talking a lot of people at that bar uh, they don't even um, they're not strangers, you know what right. I'm saying? No, it's, it's got like the cheers so, feel to it. It's, right. it's got a real uh, uh, familiar uh, yeah. neighborhood type setting. And a lot of times when you go places, it's like, okay, come on, me and my group of friends, we're gonna go out and we're gonna continue to be the same group of friends that we were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like yeah. right now, we're gonna be just be those people in taking up space in one room, you know? Mm -hmm. You're not branching out and talking to people and meeting people. A lot of people just do that. They'll go to the biggest club ever to be packed like sardines yeah. and to not talk to a goddamn person yeah. new, you know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, no, I've met so. people, and, it, and but it's, it's funny because both with Hard Rock and Patrick's, uh, we get a lot of international visitors. Mm -hmm. So I've met people from all over the world. I met people from all over the world that have, have come into Patrick specifically, like flown yeah. into San Diego specifically because they heard of this, this blues bar. There's blues fans all over the world. I met them from South Africa, from Australia, from Germany. And they, you know, they, they get in their, their little blues networks and their little rumor mills and they're like, oh, this place Patrick's. And they come down, they tell me, we, we heard about this place. We came in specifically for this place. We're nice. Like, all right. So. That's it's really cool. Get to meet people from all over and and uh, talk to them about the things they're like, where they're from, and that's neat. Yeah, I mean that's how. You, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um, so, uh, how long have you been working at Patrick's? Patrick's now just over a year. I believe I started there uh, February of uh, 2014, uh, and then Hard Rock. I just got my three-year anniversary there. Nice. So, good they give three. you anything cool, like a pin or something? Yeah, they give you a, every year. They give you some kind of anniversary pin. Uh, and that's collectible because you can't get it until you unless you work there. That's right. Their their pin culture is you know it's pretty funny. Uh, I like to we all like to tease about the flair. I don't really like to talk about my flair, you know. But the pin culture is pretty cool in Hard Rock. They got a lot. They millions of pins and and you know different as as goes collectibles. Different factors like how rare they are, right? How exclusive they are, that kind of stuff. And we've definitely had employees that have designed pins mm -hmm. uh, uh yuzan my roommate picked up a pin when he was uh, back home visiting in dc and uh or was it the baltimore i think it was the baltimore cafe and one of the young ladies working there 
designed a pin and it was uh it was this like skater chick with like rainbow bright hair and i and i guess it was kind of a self-portrait kind of thing like she's all kind of punk rock like that with the with the colorful hair mm -hmm. so i think that's really cool you know people yeah. people get into it i've traded pins with people from all over i collect the pins with the girls on them so i have a my lanyard with like about a dozen of these different chicks from all over the world and yeah somebody's like how come you got a bunch of girls around your neck i said well why wouldn't i have a bunch of girls around <laughs> you know? yeah so it's, it's hey maybe fun. you could hook up a pin or something cool from the Hard Rock for anybody that watches this podcast. Could we do a giveaway? Uh, I might be able. To, let me. I'd have to make some phone calls about that. Yeah, to, dude. Let's try to hook that up, that. dude. Try to hook that up. Oh, we'll let you know on the show scenario, notes. I, yeah, yeah I might. Win. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, I can, I can figure something. Awesome, out. Awesome, bro. For sure. So yeah, because it's really cool. You got to check it out. Like if you've never seen it, because there's a lot of people who maybe. I know there's a lot of people who haven't ate at, at the Hard Rock Cafe because it took me years to eat there before you know. Like when I got here, you mm -hmm. know, so I, it wasn't yeah. like the first place I went to, you know. That's right. Um, it's that that so. corner gets forgotten, even though it's like right outside the parking lot from Horton. There, that 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 whole corner there, that yeah, just like, people are like, all right, we're here, let's get past this point. Let's so. go to Panda. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. But <laughs> the food is great there. I I really you know think of it as a the well the the history of it was it it was uh it wanted to model itself off like a truck stop diner because he's. These two American guys opened up the first cafe in London, and I don't know if you've ever had British food. It's it's not world famous for its tastiness, you know. So mm -hmm. they're there in England. They're not really digging the food. They also had this this uh, uh, class separation. You know, you had your executive class eating in a certain restaurant, and all the working people like eating this other restaurant. Yeah. So you got these two American guys. They're like, we're not really cool with that. Yeah. So they wanted to open a place that that shattered both those things. So bringing American truck stop type food, you know, burgers and barbecue, fries yeah. and shakes, stuff like that. That's how it started. Uh, and then Peter Morton, one of the founders, is from the Morton Steak family, so he brought in his expertise, uh, you know, from yeah. steakhouses. Wow. Um, and then we said, we want this to be open to everybody. We want this to be inclusive, not exclusive. So within a couple of weeks, you know, you got uh, Wings did their first show ever at the Hard Rock Cafe in London, you know, with oh, Paul wow. McCartney. Yeah. So you got guys like McCartney hanging out. You got guys like Eric Clapton and Pete Townsend hanging out. And so uh, that's how we started getting the memorabilia. So mm -hmm. one day, I believe it was in 1976, Eric Clapton came into the London Cafe, as was his habit, and he went to his favorite booth, that, as was his habit, and somebody was sitting there, and he said, you're in my booth. And they said, we don't see your name on it. So he said, all right. He left, came back with the guitar, said, put this up over my booth and mark my spot. Pete Townsend, <laughs> who heard about it, said, sent us a guitar. Said, my guitar is just as cool as his. You got to put mine up somewhere. And the rest is history. So that's, wow. how, that's how it all that's started. That's how memorabilia yeah. started coming to that's the That's how it all rock. started. That's so dope. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories from from the Hard Rock. I thought that was really cool. Like, and I can see I can see kind of this like pompous rock star going, "Oh fuck you, you're in my booth. I'll I'll prove it." You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna have this happen again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's definitely a way to mark your territory. Man. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh shit, man. So. You uh, play bass. Yeah, that's your main instrument. Yeah, that's pretty. I you know I, I did a little piano as a kid, which was a, a great foundational instrument. Uh, being a being a church kid at the time, I was doing a lot of church music and, and some classical. And, and the classical is fun, but the church music has got to be the most no pun intended god awful boring music ever. <laughs> um, so you know I kind of lost interest in that after after a couple years or so. But when I was in the military, you know I had a, a good friend of mine who was always always playing guitar, and I was thinking you know keyboard a piano's got like 88 keys the bass has four strings mm -hmm. i bet you i could pick up a bass and, and you know just have fun so he started showing me you know some of the stuff he was doing and, and uh by, by the time i got out 
uh, living down here in San Diego with all the musicians around. If I wasn't at if I wasn't at my job, I was at a buddy's house jamming. Yeah. So for the good two, three, four solid years after I got out, you couldn't take the bass out of my hands. I was nice. I was playing probably a couple hours a day easily. Yeah. You know, started doing bands and stuff and got jaded. So I'm not playing as much, but uh, you know, me and me and the guys from Bloodbush have, have uh, started rehearsing again. We're yeah. kind of slacking a little bit. It's it is a side project. Jeff Litzman from uh, Social Club, of course, yeah. has his full time band with Social Club, and they're amazing. Probably my favorite local indie band. So if you haven't heard them yet, go check them out. I I swear I've I've seen them probably about four times. So I, I've got a good sampling of their albums that they've released. And again, just four musicians that all know what they're doing, that play the, the parts the way they're supposed to. They're not Social overplaying. Club. Yeah, really great. I, I can't say enough good things about them either. So that's the drummer's band. And then Chris Weekly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a good friend of ours. Uh, he's our he's the guitarist and main songwriter. And then my, my buddy and old roommate, uh, Dave Rotel, who's uh, wrapping up his degree at State for uh, for jazz, is our singer. And ironically, he's, he's probably 10 times the bass player that I am, but... Uh, I, I just kind of lucked out and got the got the bass gig on that. So, uh, Votel will be our screamer in our little metal band. But hopefully, we'll be doing some shows. Uh, hopefully by this summer, um, and that that'll be fun. Uh, I have a lot of fun with those guys. I, I've been lucky in the projects that I've played with to make it a point to make sure to play with guys that are way better than me. So I'm always I'm always able to grow and learn in the projects that I'm mm-hmm. learning. But I need to play more. So I'm, I'm happy that uh, we got that thing going on because it's yeah. it's fun when we do it. Dude, it's hilarious because I thought that sounded familiar. Social Club. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I, I mean, I've, I knew, I heard about it recently through Chris Weekly, but I never like looked at the band photos mm-hmm. or whatever, saw the picture. But just got done taping a podcast uh, before you came over today and my the guy who runs my label Matt showed me them yeah like, these nice. guys are awesome so it's they, hilarious they are great same day I hear about them from two different people yep. so are, we'll have to definitely great. post a link there up to Social Club it looks like they're doing some big things they, they are doing some things they were nominated for the, they were in a couple categories in the in the San Diego Music Awards this last time around so they're they're making notice they're making waves they're getting notice I, I, I think they deserve a lot more uh, another band on the up and ups with a friend of ours is the, the Shady Francos with, yeah that kind of uh, caught fire pretty fast oh, hey, Big time. Well, I forget the previous band, but the two of the guys were in a in a previous band, and I believe the the main guy has like musical family roots here in San Diego. Like his dad yeah. was in a, a big local band, if I'm if I remember right. So they got some momentum uh, carried yeah. over from their previous project, yeah. but they've been hitting it hard and heavy. I mean, I see Jerrica a lot. I get to hang out with her a lot, and she's like, "Okay, what shows you got coming up, Jerrica? Oh, we're doing this, doing this." They they did like three shows in a day once. I mm-hmm. mean, and it was like in three counties. It was like. San Diego, Orange County, and L- or uh, Riverside by the end of right. the day. I'm like, man, right. that's 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 a load right there. Like, yeah, yep, we're gonna do it. You know, rock and roll. So, yeah, uh, I think they're considered like indie or garage rock. Right. Uh, but they're getting they're getting a lot of notice. I just read uh, two write ups from them in the same reader article about two weeks ago. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's that's good too. So definitely yeah. check them out as well. Yeah, they're doing their thing. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm gonna have them on the podcast. Well, I want Jerrica to do the podcast, yeah. uh, and uh, maybe one of the She's one or cool. two. You know, Jerrica, I've always thought if I ever get to the point where I need to find a replacement for myself as as far as vibe host at, at Hard Rock, Jerrica has always been the first person I had in mind because she's as passionate about the history of, of rock and roll and, and, and who these bands are and yeah. how these different people interact. And she's just as passionate as me and, and knows, you know, her. She knows different stuff than I know. Yeah. You know, so if you put her and I in a room together, we'll just end up boring everybody with all of the rock and roll uh, trivia and stuff. She's great for that. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful uh, people we got to know through the uh, through the, the music, music store. store. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Right? Yeah, so you know, and it's neat. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, so good movies. You've seen any good movies lately? Yeah, just went and saw uh, Run All Night with the with the girlfriend on uh, Saturday. Keep talking about it, I'm going to get you a beer. Oh, appreciate so, it. Thank you. You're so, on uh, screen. I'm going to be off screen. Excellent. So, uh, and I was a little skeptical at first. My girl likes action movies, and, and sometimes I'm a little, okay, that's a little too cheesy action. She's all, let's go see the Liam Neeson movie, and I'm all, oh, the new one? You mean Liam Neeson is Liam Neeson in <laughs> Badass Part 10. I'm coming for you. But it turned out it was actually a really good, really good movie. I was really impressed. Liam uh, plays kind of a, a past his prime, burning out quickly uh, hitman for a like Irish organized crime family there in, in New York, um, and ends up getting getting put in a real pickle. Uh, his his boss, his boss's son, the heir apparent to the family, ended up in a position where he was about to kill Liam Neeson's son, so Neeson had to take him out, and then he had oh. the had the the horrible task of having to call his boss and say, I just killed your kid. So that's when the chase went on. But it's a high pace. It, it, uh, it keeps you going uh, the whole movie. And and it doesn't get all Hollywooded out. It, it didn't do like Fast and Furious stuff where you're like, really, man, that's, uh. that's not happening. Like it was uh, it was very compelling, very, very believable. So I was, I was very impressed with it. I thought, I thought it was really good. Um, and then it, it, I think it came out a year or two ago where we, we rented it or whatever, watched it at home. Uh, Killing them softly with Brad Pitt. You ever see that? No, it's good. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a, a, again another little, little. That was a sleeper movie there because I think it came out right around the time that the, the zombie movie with him did. Ah, and the Didn't zombie it? movie got all the more attention. Yeah. I, I think so. I I, I think... vaguely remember the title when it came out. Yeah, but uh, so compelling. So there was a bunch of interesting things in it. So Brad Pitt doesn't even come in for about mm, 20, 30 minutes into the movie, uh, and he's basically a tough guy. You know, okay, you mm -hmm. know, uh, one of those. One of those guys that people call to, to fix their problems. You know, right, that kind right. Of thing. Uh, and it basically revolves around a story of um, the, uh, these, these three people, this one guy who puts together this little crew to go rob an underground poker game. And the reason they want to rob this underground poker game is because the guy who hosts the poker game robbed his own poker game once upon a time and then made the mistake of admitting to it later on. So they're like, oh, we got an opportunity here. If this gets hit again, everybody's gonna know it's him. No one's gonna believe him. That's right. Yeah. So we're, we're gonna get a little, little setup there. But the type of people that are attending this poker game are not to be fucked with. Uh, so there's always risk sounds, involved. Sounds interesting. So one, hey, Tony Soprano. Tony, um, the, the guy who played who, Tony yeah. Soprano. <laughs> he he plays a, a hitman that they they call in to come do a job and it's one of the one of the funny things about the, the whole movie is a lot of dialogue so you got all these tough guys all these criminals all these ex-cons all these killers and, and thieves and stuff but they're they're talking james, james gandolfini james thank you james gandolfini they're, and their conversations are really showing their vulnerabilities and the, they're they're kind of just fucked up human side you know yeah. so it, i thought that was interesting at first the other the second or the second interesting thing that i thought is throughout the whole movie to kind of place the timing of it, they have all this uh, all this political stuff going on. Little, you know, you, you hear Obama's campaign from 2008. Uh, every TV that's on is on C-SPAN, and you got you know Bush talking, Obama talking, McCain talking, and they're talking. You, you hear them talking about the economy, and then the economic crash back there in 08 and 09. And, and when guys are sitting in the car, the radio's on, and it's talking about news, and you're hearing huh. Obama and and. and and there's also a repeated theme of the guys going, man, this world's just shit. Everybody's just fucked up in this world. So you got, you know, the hope and change from the Obama, camp Obama campaign, the, the fucked up nature of the economy during that time, these gangsters and mobsters complaining about how fucked up everything is. Yeah. And the, the, the movie director, the writer, really seemed to intentionally have this... Timeline. This timeline yeah. and this theme, this political theme going yeah. throughout. And I actually watched the movie twice, you know, two, two days in a row, just to really get it all in. Yeah. Because I thought it was very... 
very thought provoking. So um, yeah, basically they, they bring in Brad Pitt, uh, the, the people who put on the on the poker game, they hire Brad Pitt to figure it out. It is uh, of course the the two yahoos who end up hitting it. One of them's a junkie, so he runs his mouth, uh, and then they end up. Well, then, yeah, they, they just end up executing the 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 nature of the movie. They end up getting everybody back, and and the. The kicker of the movie is the last little monologue by Brad Pitt, and that's that's really what you got to see. All right, and then that's what kills cool. it. But uh, ah, man, so what's it called? What's it called? Uh, Killing them softly. Killing, Killing them, softly. them softly. I'm gonna add that on my two watch yeah. list. I recently saw Chappie. Yeah, that looks good. So what's that all? The Ant Word or whatever. The Ant Word. Mm, yeah. Mm. So the uh, it's guy? very weird. No, they're the main stars. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very weird because. I, I didn't like it. I wrote, I talked about it in my podcast before, so I'm not going to talk too much. But it was a lot of. So first of all, I didn't expect it to be a heavy R-rated movie, and it is an R-rated movie. A heavy. So what do you mean by like, heavy R-rated? Well, like uh, like violence and and and, violence. and and language okay. and just kind of like grimy people. You know okay. what I mean? So basically, like this movie doesn't get much heart until the end. You know, uh, I wanted there to be more heart to it. I was expecting a new short circuit for a new generation, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah They need yeah, to remake yeah. short circuit. They need that. There I want go. that yeah, in my Johnny life. Five. That yeah. was so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Johnny Five alive. Yeah. I had to be about eight years old. When that, hey, movie that movie was great. You could read really fast. More data. Need more data. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it again. It's a good God one. damn, so good. Um, but uh, that theme of that that artificial intelligence, that yeah. synthetic creation, developing consciousness, or, or being thought yeah. of as as a life form, an yeah. equal life form, worthy of, of having rights and, and, and yeah. liberties and stuff like yeah. that. That's a deep, deep subject. It's great. I can't wait for it. I think that it's going to be amazing, and I, I am ready for the day because, you know what? Here's the thing. The only thing that's going to make us get over our dumb differences like religion which mm-hmm. really doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. uh is is an outside force an yeah, alien like that. independence day or yeah. terminator yeah. you know what i mean but yeah. the terminator well, the reason i like the terminator solution is it's so much more close and realistic <laughs> to, to 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 just some random alien that we don't yeah. know anything you know i, I, mean? I agree I've, but, I've always said if uh if we really want to get over our our uh, religious racial cultural differences all we need is that that flying saucer land on the front lawn of the White House, mm-hmm. have the New York Times put it on the front page, yeah. and then all your petty little hangups yeah. go right the fuck away. Yeah, you know? yeah. no one's going to care. That in, in case you yeah. haven't figured out, if they can make it here, they can kill us. Yeah. Okay, so you got to understand that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that, I think that's all that's needed. That I, I, I think... Um, uh, I think also uh, elimination of an us versus them. So you have to kind of understand that people live over there mm-hmm. and have families. So if you had like, if they had like Twitter and people were just talking and communicating, you would know that not everybody's like, fuck you, die, right. you know? Right. And then you'll see that there's yeah. other people well, don't, that don't are just like might you. They want to kill us, but we need to respect that we don't have the technology to get to them. Exactly. We're still working on getting out of our solar system and stuff like that. Oh, I went to talk. I'm back talking about regular people again. Oh, okay. So no, if regular people on Twitter, not not if aliens had Twitter. If aliens had Twitter, it'd be fucking crazy. I I think it's called something else, but yeah. But yeah. uh, (laughs) But but you know, I think communication is 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 making the world smaller. Mm -hmm. And at Mm -hmm. first, there's growing pains because when you can communicate really fast. Uh, the first thing that gets out is all the shit. It's like, oh, oh look at this oh, cop shoot this guy. I just yeah, recorded we, it right now. Exactly. You know I was what I mean? watching something on the news and they were talking about 
uh, students these days not being able to research properly and not knowing enough because of Google. They were like, yeah, is this because of Google? I'm like, well, no, Google's a great thing. You can look up anything in Google, but you still got to know how to look things up. You can't just take, you know, you, you can Google, for example, uh, chemtrails. Mm -hmm. If you read the first, the, the first thing that pops up, you, you might come away thinking that these chemtrails actually exist. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta do your due diligence and you gotta right. check your sources and, and, and right. fact check and, and that's and I think that's where people are getting lazy on Right, that. right. This the first article is the truth. I mean you don't know how many it it is scary that there's not the journalism like rule law because mm -hmm. like you can't go in a established newspaper posting fake shit you will right. have to post a retraction right. yeah about it and but now you have your job. parody yeah. websites mm -hmm. that their only thing is saying like aretha franklin slapped uh patty labelle and you're like she did what share now <laughs> right. you know what i mean right. share now how many how many celebrity then, deaths have occurred yeah celebrity you know? deaths online like adam sandler's been yeah. three times yeah Years, celebrity you know? deaths uh, all this shit it's, it's crazy because you know that game of telephone mm. on steroids mm. right there telephone Big on time. steroids remember, remember a couple weeks ago when uh, Paul McCartney and Kanye did the track yeah and somebody tweeted man big ups to Kanye you know bringing attention to new artists Paul McCartney's gonna blow up <laughs> and everybody went nuts I went nuts I was like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with the world turns out the guy who made that tweet's a total smartass like he's a jokester yeah so he knew what he was doing he wasn't that shit yeah. never happened but even I fell for it you know somebody yeah. informed one of my friends like we got trolled <laughs> yeah know? and yeah. it was funny I got a kick out of it but yeah. it's sad on the well, same sense you know, but you there know? are people that don't know who Paul McCartney is just a handful you know? but, but he's still but, relevant he's still, I mean they might know the now. name they might know the name but mm -hmm. they didn't know but I think it's wonderful of a collaboration because it's going yeah, to it's, it's and the so smart it's, it's great it's, good it's great yeah. there's two there's a lot of songs that they collaborated on I guess oh, like no there's shit. like uh, we got, we got one at the at the Hard Rock there's so two I that I know of I think Rihanna and I think Rihanna and Kanye and Paul did a song yeah but, yeah that's the one um, we got at uh, yeah Hard and then um, I think he just did he did another one about like his mom or something like, nice. uh, nice yeah so um so yeah, it's great. It keeps him relevant to the new era, you know, mm -hmm. so that people yep. can can find yep. out about him. And all you got to do is have that interest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And once you have that interest, people will start to dig way slowly. But the slowly. people who That's really right. want to learn more about yeah. stuff rather mm -hmm. than just get fed stuff yeah. will dive back and go, "Well, who is this Paul McCartney?" You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, 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 and then you know, he's part of the Beatles. Oh, I heard about them, or oh, my parents liked them, or my grandparents liked them. I don't know. People, yeah. There's a couple of generations of difference now because, you know, young parents and stuff. So, uh, you know, you uh, he's going to look back, and he's got a whole bunch of catalog to catch he's up on, right? Catalog. And, and yeah. he's such a, such a class guy. But also on the reverse, and, and <laughs> I'm surprised I'm going to say this, but just because, you know, uh, credit where credit is due, maybe it'll bring some of those old rockers to have a, a slightly more positive view on people like Rihanna and Kanye. Yeah. Rihanna, I think, is a great artist. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 She might make some bad personal decisions, but that's none of my business. But her, her music, I think, is great. Kanye rubs me wrong in a lot of ways, but the talent is undeniable. His, yeah. his, his production skills that's, are undeniable. Yeah. And maybe if some of these old school jaded people are like, oh, there's no good music out there. The fuck is McCartney doing with Kanye? I hate that guy. Well, I'll give it a chance. Listen yeah. to it. The guy's got enough sensibility to work with Paul yeah, McCartney, one of the greatest exactly. songwriters ever, and, you know. And somebody like that, uh, Paul isn't hurting for money. 
No, no. So <laughs> it's not <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, he's not hurting for money. So they're not doing it for and the he, money. Yeah, they're doing so, it for the art. They're right. doing it for the passion. So for well, some yeah. reason, somehow they met and were you know it got worked out. So that's really cool, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think, agree. I think it's cool. I agree. That's awesome. Very man. cool. So, um, but let's see here. D'Antwood, how the hell did we get on the this? Uh, from from the Chappie. movie Chappie. Chappie. Yeah, D'Antwood. And you know what's we took funny? A right you know, turn. You know I, the, I know a lot of metalhead metalhead friends, and uh, and of course the little project I'm in is, is is metal. I I tell everybody it's the music that we play is probably louder than the music I would listen to, but. Uh, although I don't consider myself a metalhead, I'm around a lot of metal guys a lot. We had an Australian death metal band stay at our house two years ago while they were on tour. Uh, Chile and, and the guys from De- uh, Cattle Decap toured with them when they were in Australia. So these Aussies come over, and they're they're just friggin' hilarious. Uh, and what I notice is they all love DeAntwerd. And I've talked to so many metalheads who are you know you got metal and you got electronic music and. Usually there's very little overlap. Back in the day, I remember Jungle and Drum and Bass mm-hmm. got some of the metal heads into it because it was so fast and right. intense. You know, it was like headbanger music, you know, for like or electronic music for headbangers. Right. Um, well, all these metal dudes, all these like death like these like these burly dudes, they love D'Antwerd. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're the stars of this movie. I don't know how that got networked either. I need to find a behind the scenes or something. The guy who made District Nine, which I fucking love, mm-hmm. and Elysium, which I haven't seen, but I heard is great. It's pretty good. I, um, I thought he I, made I he made he made this movie. Now here's the thing about this is that it stars them, and they they. I don't know if they took acting classes or whatever, but it seemed like they were just playing themselves, so I don't think it had to gotcha. be too hard. But it's really weird, because they're playing themselves, but they're not a famous band. They're just, like, thugs. Yeah, okay? gotcha, yeah. And, uh, but their names are the same as their other names, yeah, you know, yeah, the well, Ninja and Yolandi. If, so. if they can't uh, act so well, it's probably the easier. Probably safe bet to just... Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, Bobby! Yeah. Bobby! Yeah. Hey, Bobby! Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep calling? Bobby, dude. <laughs> but, I mean, like Hugh Jackman's in it. It's crazy. Oh, no Hugh All Jackman, right. Sigourney Weaver. But uh, it's cool. The movie gets hard at the end. We wanted to make a short circuit. That's where we are. We're back in track to this. So now I just rented tonight. I rented Adam Carolla's new movie. You know, he got a new movie out. What movie is that? He just made another. He's been directing now, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like the first. He's got a movie called The Hammer. He directed. I haven't seen that, but I started listening to his podcast. Uh, because, I mean, I, I used to love him from the Loveline days, you know? Right. So uh, I, I thought I'd support him, and I rented it on iTunes. I just watched the opening shots of it, and then that's when I started to do the podcast. My uh, other guest came over earlier, so I had to pause it. So later tonight, I'll finish it. But nice. it's supposed to be pretty cool. It's comedy. All right. All right. Good. Yeah, Go it's yeah. called Road Hard, so I'll probably... Hard, yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new Avengers. That just when looks that fucking crazy. Uh, I think. Event? I want to say it's in April. Oh, nice. Okay. I want it. We're close. It's and either May got, or uh, April. When we got episode seven, is that this year or next year? Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that would be fifteen or sixteen. My friend Gabe would know that. Digital Lizard to Doom. Okay. Uh, he he's a gigantic Star Wars fan. I'm a, I'm okay. I'm a fly. I'm a fair weather uh, Star Wars fan. I hold I hold a. Uh, Close personal place for Star Wars. I mean, Episode Four came out in 1977, a month before I was born. So nice. uh, I think my dad said he went and saw it when it, it was, you know, when it came out, and uh, and I told him, yeah, I think I remember being in the womb, <laughs> you know, listening to that, you know, uh, watching that. Um, 
So I, I will watch every single thing that Star Wars does ever. Um, you won't see me dress up too often, but other than that, I, I <laughs> consider myself a pretty hardcore fan. No dressing up? Mm, no, I mean, I'm not opposed to... Well, you know me. I, I'm pretty lazy about dressing up in costumes. I wouldn't be yeah. opposed to, uh, you know, doing a Chewbacca or something like that mm -hmm. once in a while, but, uh, you know, that has yet to happen. I was I was obsessed with Luke Skywalker as a little kid, so I used to always dress yeah. up as him, but that was, that was a little kid day. Yeah. So. <laughs> May 1st is the Avengers. All right, good. Well, man, so. I still... I couldn't believe how good that, that last... I mean, I could believe it, but... Captain America? Uh, no, the, the first Avengers. Oh, yeah. uh, Captain America, I thought was good too. That was uh, great. The Thor movies great were regular all right. Movie. I, I, after the Avengers, the first one came out, I went back and watched some of those other ones that I hadn't watched. Mm -hmm. Just I was like, dude, they're really tying everything in. Right. And I love that. God bless Stan Lee. I'm so glad yeah. that he's getting he's getting his right now because yeah. I remember in the '90s, you know, when I bought a couple comic books when I could, um, comic books were hurting. You know? Yeah, they were, and uh, it's really reinvented now. They have Marvel Unlimited. I have that. It's nine ninety nine a month, and you can um, uh, read any of their comics. You can read the old stuff. Oh, you yeah. can read it still, yeah. and I mean, it's just great because now yeah. it's accessible. And, um, and, and now with our, you know, with our short attention span society, now we can watch it in two and a half hour blocks. Yeah, and, and like I say, Avengers. Good lord, that was so good. That yeah, was, that was so good. Hulk smash and they had it. It was the perfect comic book movie. It really I mean, was, it yeah. hit on all cylinders, and I can't wait for them to do it again mm -hmm. with Age of Ultron. I've seen the trailer, and I mean, I get goosebumps when I see it. I'm nice. like, I'm like, nice. wow, like this is this is dope. This is what you want in a, in one of these movies, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Well, what do you think about Ben Affleck as Batman? I don't have a problem really with it. I mean, I think you know, I I didn't like Christian Bale as Batman. Because you got to remember, Batman Bale, One, I hated on it. I thought it was I did not like the first Batman, okay. the Dark, uh, Dark Knight, you know, okay. movie. But then when they made um, with, with Joker with Heath Ledger, I no, mean, no, that one was great. Like, okay, that was yeah, great. Yeah, 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 the first one. Yeah, yeah, the one before that one, right? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ray Al Ghul, I think, was the first villain. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the Scarecrow. But it, oh, was it I Batman didn't, Begins? Was that Batman Begins? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Batman Begins. I always like that's the behind. The I always like the old stories, like how did he become that? So I, I, I kind of like it. But you didn't like. Well, Liam I didn't like. I, no, here's what I didn't like. I didn't like his voice. I'm Batman. Like that was shitty. Like to me, I didn't like his. Yeah, I didn't like it. And his, the reason for it was that you know he didn't want to. You know, he's disguising his voice. That's what you would do if you yeah. were you know yeah. a secret person. Right. Um. So I get that, but I just didn't think it sounded cool. I thought, like, well, what we the definitely hell is he can't doing? have a British accent in Batman. Well, no, of course. Hello there, Governor. Well, would you please put your weapons down? I don't know, but his gruff voice didn't hit yeah, it for me. So it didn't, didn't do like anything for me. Like, well, what about Michael Keaton? Did you like Michael Keaton as Batman? Back oh yeah, there? yeah. I just like Michael Keaton. So Michael Keaton was good. It's still Did you see the uh, Birdman movie? No. Okay, so um, we were gonna, we wanted to, we were trying to rant. Um, Whiplash. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about Whiplash? Whiplash is a, is a movie about a kid who's studying uh, jazz composition in college, and he's a drummer. Doesn't it have J. Jonah R Jameson in it? R.K. Simmons is the is That's the main J. Jonah actor. Jameson, by the way. J. Jonah Jameson. I think that's the, the State Farm commercial guy? Yeah! yeah that's <laughs> him, yeah. That's Spider-Man's boss in the original Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's him. Yeah. That won all kinds of awards. I didn't even hear about the movie until until the Oscars came out, mm -hmm. and I was seeing all these clips, and I'm like, this movie looks awesome. Yeah. And that's when I saw the clips from Birdman, too. So yeah. I want to see Birdman. I want to see Whiplash. I, I believe as a musician or any kind of artist person, uh, and it transcends that too. I, I think Whiplash is good because apparently the theme of the movie was that 
J.K. Simmons is just the hard ass uh, music teacher, yeah, and just made people push and pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. And he said there was a quote from the movie that said, uh, "The worst two words in the human language are good job." Like that's his philosophy. Like so, he doesn't tell anybody good job. Wow. Because there's always room for improvement. You, can, you always got to be better. And you know, we encourage this. We encourage this in, in our society, especially in Western society, especially in America. There's no room for second place. We we were told from from day one, you gotta be the best, gotta be the best, gotta be the best. If you can do anything, do it all the way. You gotta be the best. Yeah. There's, there's a now it's the, now it's now it's getting watered down a little bit. It is getting watered down. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody, right? Exactly. That just started when trophy. I was young. Uh, you know, and nobody likes a bully, but the, this whole anti-bullying thing, it's you know, it's part of growing up. You, you gotta have you gotta have some tenacity. There's a little there's a little survival of the fittest thing going on. You know, if you if you can't can't survive some of this stuff you're gonna be worse the real off, world you know? will hit you hard it will eat yeah, you up it will, it will eat yeah. you up so um i'm i'm not majorly gung-ho and motivated i'm not i don't hold any illusions to being the best at anything but i admire those who who strive for that but if that's the game then you got to have somebody who's going to push you to the point where you want to beat their ass yeah you know because that's i mean for me that was the marine corps experience for me the Marine Corps knew how to motivate and knew how to get that out of people. And it was annoying, to say the least, to live through, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're ready to quit, when you're ready to stop, when you're ready to take a breath, nah, no, now's the time that the best step up. So you can't slack now. So mm-hmm. I, I like watching movies like that. So I definitely want to go see Whiplash for that. Nice, nice. Now that's that's on video on demand right now? Or no? uh, what would I see? I saw it on uh, Voodoo. Okay. On Voodoo, one of the other uh, streaming, they just got yeah. the, the current stuff. I think it was only like five ninety nine to rent. Huh. So, yeah. Nice. So yeah, that that movie sounds good. Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy? Tell me. You've seen that. No. Are you fucking kidding me? The only reason I didn't Are see you it. Are you fucking the, kidding? <laughs> me? The only reason I didn't see it is because I had no idea what the fuck it was. I I never heard of this comic book. And it ties into everything. It, All the Marvel movies too. tie right. into everything. That's okay. You so have to watch every Everybody said it was really good. Incidentally, one of the musicians that we have play at Patrick's, a uh, gentleman by the name of Johnny Bernaza, another one of our guitarists, did a track on the soundtrack. Yeah, oh, really? I commissioned to do a, a song on the soundtrack. I forget which one. I haven't heard it, but uh, I just recently found really? it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And and I he doesn't Wait a minute. Me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because, okay, so here's the thing about, here's this is what you'll love about Guardians of the Galaxy, is the music. I have never, ever, ever in my movie watching life have I seen the soundtrack basically be a character. No, okay. okay. And I can honestly say that the soundtrack is a character. Okay. In this movie. Okay. That, that's an interesting way to describe that. Okay. And well, because I think so, of I think of Quentin Tarantino um, with like especially soundtracks Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Right. Um, Quentin has said that he uh, uses music as an inspiration, so he'll be listening to music as he's writing the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't separate Reservoir Dogs from its soundtrack. Like, stuck in the middle with you and the cops torturing right. when that when the dude's torturing the cop, cutting his ear off and shit. Yeah. I mean, these things become ingrained. Every time I hear that song now, I, I, I see Homeboy getting his ear sliced off, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's interesting that, that you say that, where the, the soundtrack becomes a character yeah. itself. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so what was, I mean, what was the nature, was it, what kind of music was it? Was it all? It, it's all classic music all classic like, 70s okay that yeah. makes sense because johnny johnny came up in the in the bay area in the late 60s mm-hmm. scene so he, he played with some heavy hitters up there great slide guitar player i, I like i said i haven't heard of the track on the movie 
Yeah. Now, I, did he have old songs released back then? Because see, oh, here's sure, the thing. I'm sure he did, but I, I believe they probably have two soundtracks. Okay, you have the soundtrack that like uh, there's there's soundtrack. The official for, picture soundtrack. Right. Uh huh. And so basically, the big soundtrack that everybody usually buys or gets or that was real popular because I mean a lot of people bought this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it was called Awesome Mix Volume One. And you'll got to see the movie to understand it, but you okay. will, and you'll love it. But those are all already released tracks that they just re-released. Okay. okay. But these are the songs that were on the movie, and um, I feel I so, feel like he, I don't know. So if either he question. has an old song, but, but he might have actually laid some of the new tracks because mm-hmm. everything you know you need songs and sure. music in between while shit's happening, you know. Sure. So yeah. so so he probably did that or something too. But um, if he has an old song out, maybe that's actually on there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool soundtrack. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised. When you I will have that. to no, check it out. I gotta check it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check. I it. have that movie, dude. I have to. Uh, um, my wife got it for me for Christmas. But um, yeah, so so that movie is a must check out. Uh, are you excited? Spider Man's coming back to the Marvel universe, the cinematic universe. Okay, so is this gonna be the third Spider Man franchise? What's going on here? Because honestly, we don't quite know what's going on yet. All I know is they say that they say that Garfield's out, Andrew Garfield. Uh, okay. So it will be another Spider-Man. What I'm personally hoping for, and it's not, it's a, it's a surprisingly more popular than than you would think. But with you know internet, people are always like super racist, you know, and stuff. But but uh, the the I want them to do the ultimate spider-man right now so the comic book ultimate spider-man is fucking amazing it's been amazing since it came out and there was parts of the raimi spider-man that actually drew from this relaunch because so much years of spider-man had happened that they were like you know we need new people yeah you know and this is before the movies were all doing that great right so they're like we need new readers yeah so they relaunched the marvel universe as the ultimate universe so they still had the main Mm -hmm. continuity all those were still down but they re-origin storied the x-men fantastic four the avengers uh who they just call the ultimates they don't call them the avengers they just call them the ultimates and some of the avengers movie actually draws from that too okay the ultimates comic uh, I'll get onto that in a second, but uh, the but the Spider Man long run years years worth of run Peter Parker it's dope, but what's dope is so much cool shit happens in a relatively I guess short period of time. Peter Parker is young; he's in school, high school, ah, high that's, school. That's how it was originally, right? right? Like yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's this boy, you know. And finally, it happens. Green Goblin escapes again. All is bad. And he beats him to death, kills him, like dead, dead. Peter Parker is dead. Peter Parker dies. It's on TV. You know what I mean? This, this Spider-Man is dead, right? Spider-Man dies. His identity is revealed. The war, the whole world loves Peter Parker now because he's a hero. He died. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, oh my god, this boy mm-hmm. saved us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's dope, dope, dope. So then. Right along the same time, right before he dies, there's this other kid in New York whose uncle is a bad guy. And his uncle stole uh, some shit from the lab that was working on the spiders, you know, trying to reproduce this this thing that made Spider-Man, you know. 
and uh, and so they this this the the spider gets loose. The spider bites the kid. The kid gets powers right. Different than than Peter though a little bit. So he has uh, you can stick to the walls and stuff, you know, but. He has this new venom blast thing, so he can touch you and sting you, and it's like super crazy powerful. And he has the ability to go kind of invisible, because oh, some spiders can do that. Okay, yeah, okay? yeah. yeah. So he ends up uh, at, when Spider-Man dies. He's like, "Oh my god!" You know, like the Spider-Man died, and he his friends like because he only tells one person it's his best friend and he tells and and, and he's like you know they're basically like you, you got to do this so he, he dresses up as a spider-man and people hate him for it because they're like dude wow that's in bad taste you know what i'm saying because he's a hero now it's right Peter Parker, yeah, yeah. too soon so too soon very soon after this happens samuel l jackson or nick fury right mm-hmm. uh is uh, and i'll get to that in a minute but nick fury confronts him because he's like you gotta stop this shit who are you you're not in our database because they keep track of everything you know right, what i mean right, right, like right, right. I, they got eyes on everybody yeah. so he's like uh he confronts him but eventually and this is such great storytelling it's really really well well written too but uh he gets the blessing of the real spider-man from the regular universe there's a crazy little story that happened where they he got accidentally into this world and he's freaked the fuck out because everybody's saying Spider-Man died and he's like, what? And then he finds out that he is dead, right? But this is an older Pete. So older Pete gets to meet an Aunt May, oh, an yeah. Aunt May and a still alive Gwen Stacy, dude. Young, Woo. teenager, right? Okay. Gets to meet them. And... Uh, and that's crazy right yeah, there, right? I, Marvel's timeline. It's some of the most dude, confusing but, things but, ever. <laughs> but can you imagine that? So he gets to 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 meet them. They didn't get to say, you know, their goodbyes and shit. You know what I mean? So they get to meet Peter Parker as what he would have looked like if he if he didn't die and he grew up. Yeah, uh, okay. And and he meets the new Spider Man, right? And gives him his blessing. You know what I mean? Here and we go. so it's like if you were ever All questioning right, okay, well. that. So I think that Miles Morales, a young high school age black and Hispanic kid, like mixed. Oh, that's what everybody got. Yeah. So I think that Miles Morales should be the next Spider-Man because they've redone Peter so many times, you know? So it would be so dope Mm -hmm. if Spider-Man in the Marvel Comics universe, uh, cinematic universe, Mm -hmm. was was Miles Morales. And and weren't they talking about making Thor a, a girl? In the regular comics now, yes. In the regular comics, Thor is a chick because it's whoever shall be or deemed Melina. whoever shall be wor- deemed worthy or something can mm-hmm. pick up the hammer. Can, yeah, and he's had to leave, drop the hammer. Some something happened. I'm not quite up on that story okay. yet right now. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So funny story about the Avengers comics though, and the Ultimate Universe and the Avengers because they call them the Ultimates. It was mm-hmm. very gritty. Like this time, like the Ultimates one was made for like adults. Like right. it was yeah. really gritty. And uh, the um, the first time in this reimagining, and there was an uproar about this too. But the, that's when they turned Nick Fury black. And not only was Nick Fury black, Nick Fury fucking looked like Samuel L. Jackson. This is without Samuel L. Jackson approval. This is just like. Wait, I decided that if, if we could make Nick Fury because he's supposed to be this real badass, you know, he just makes it through everything, lit, you know, led in war and, you yeah. know, just kicks ass yeah. running shit. 
if we could make him a black guy, what would he look like? You know, maybe motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel right? Jackson. Oh, bad so, motherfucker. Yeah, and there's a really funny scene in the comics, too, where they're talking about um, people, uh, they're talking about each other, kind of. And they're kind of teasing and making fun of Bruce Banner, mm. and uh, they're like, "You'd be played by like uh, uh, Sa- uh, Steve Buscemi or something." Like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "I gotta get, I gotta." You can take that. I, I, I need to take I, that. Okay, cool. It's a phone call. Hey, babe. What's up? I'm gonna uh, get a water. Still doing the doing the podcast with uh, my buddy Raj. We might be on podcast right now. Say say hi to everybody, babe. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? You're you're what? Oh, you're at Ralph's. Okay, all right, cool, cool. And and um, we're probably getting how, how much longer do you think we're out? We're about done. Yeah, we're 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 just about to wrap up pretty soon. I can I can meet you somewhere. Uh, sure. Where do you want to meet? Where do you want to go? Uh, he lives right by the neighborhood. Think I'm over here. You want to you meet for a drink at the neighborhood, babe, on 7th? The neighborhood, what is it, 7th and G? 7th and Market. 7th and Market. Okay, sounds good. All right, see you in a little bit. Bye. Yeah, so, so and then one of the things, jokingly, in this dialogue, they said uh, uh, to... Uh, to Nick Fury that they, they were like, he, that he would be played by Samuel L. Jackson. So, I mean, not only were you thinking when you're reading a comic, you're like, man, this looks like fucking Samuel L. Jackson, you know what I mean? But then they even acknowledged that, hey, we drew this guy and he looked like Samuel L. Jackson, you know? <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's such a cool motherfucker that he was like, hell yeah, that's cool with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's yeah, cool, yeah. right? And then eventually it was great because when they wanted to make the, the movie, he's like, hey guys, you know, I'm the guy. So that was a no, big controversial yeah. okay, so, because so he in the, right. So they they drew up this new Nick Fury before yes. we ever saw Samuel Jackson as and, Nick Fury. Yes. Ah. Yeah, in right, the Ultimate okay. Universe when they relaunched okay. Spider-Man and the Avengers okay. and everything, right? Okay. So he already looked like that and it was a bit controversial. So that's what I see. The, all these movies are kind of taking bits and pieces of the best of different universes because yeah, okay. in mm-hmm. the regular Marvel Universe, Nick Fury's white. In mm-hmm. yep. Ultimate, he's black. So yep. we got Ultimate Nick Fury right now basically in that Marvel mm-hmm. comic cinematic universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, there's still some things that are different about uh, uh, it uh, in the uh, the movie stuff than than um, than even the comic books. So movies continuity is its own thing. But I think that's why they should bring in Miles Morales, man. Because that I tell you, man, I swear, if I could get you those issues, dude, if you just read any of the Ultimate Comics, uh, Spider-Man, they're they're so dope and. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's great. Not, because that, of of the franchise, the Spider-Man in the movies, like just never just. Raimi did it right for two. Right. Okay. For two. Okay. Of them, Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two, phenomenal. Okay. I don't know if you remember those, but with Tobey Maguire. I think I, I think I only watched one, the probably the first one, which was spectacular. I it was think, great. I think, but it just didn't. Yeah, and it was fun. It was cool, you know. But it it didn't get it didn't you draw me in. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. That's I crazy. I thought that was done so right, and uh, the second one was done right as well. But the third one, that one dropped off is before. when they put uh, they put uh, James Franco in it, and he was uh, uh, he he was the he. Well, they they made him the villain. You know, I think he was already in it as the son yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Son. They made him the Green Goblin, and then they put the Sandman in it and Venom. So you got three bad guys mm. 
in one in movie. One yeah. movie. Pretty, pretty badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then nobody had the screen time to yeah. to make it you know awesome. Spider Man had to get the suit first, become bad, get rid of the bad. You know, because the suit makes All him kind of evil. Yeah. What did you think of Man of Steel? Fucking great, dude. I I, I thought too. it was great. I, I really enjoyed watching. I don't it. like I, Superman I, either. I felt like I got. I felt like it got a ton of criticism. I thought it was great. I thought I thought holy fuck, somebody's really giving liked, Marvel a run for their money. I really liked how he he seemed kind of reckless in his powers, like like he was still coming in to how to control of his course. flying and, and, and of course he was I mean like wrecking shit well, like that's what they're gonna that's what the whole thing why it's gonna be Batman versus Superman because Batman and, does and Batman and, and for me Batman beat Superman. Well, in the comics, but the you comics. always have, uh, you know, this, and I'm sure it's going to be a battle for whatever reason, but then at the end, they'll probably solve a common problem. You know, I'm right. sure they're going right, to, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. but, but, um, but the Batman is crazy because he thinks that he could be the one to, uh, insert the checks and balances to it's like it's like we're friends right but what if Nairo went crazy mm-hmm. you know what I mean I would never have to even mm-hmm. worry about that normal people would never think about right. is my best friend going to ever kill me you but know what I mean but super but Batman thinks that way Batman mm-hmm. has a, a itinerary or a, a, a plan for call of action for if anybody that was super did anything Okay, yeah, that, that, to that to to sense. take them that's out. Consistent, yeah. Because uh, because that's just how he is. He's yeah. overly paranoid. This Batman mm. is. He's gonna. He's overly paranoid. Gosh, yeah. He, you know, he's like, okay, you're good doing that over there, but watch yourself, kind of thing, you yeah. know. And uh, so I think, and a lot of people online are thinking that it's gonna be because so much damage happened to the world, you know, to the Metropolis. I mean, that city is mm, fucked, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, fuck. So how are they gonna? Because you yeah. can't just go back to Metropolis in the next movie and be like, oh, everything's rebuilt, and everything's cool, you know? Because yeah. there's just there's a little a too much destruction, you know. So okay, so so I, what I thought of, of a Man of Steel, I enjoyed it. Uh, again. I think the uh, the old Superman came out seventy seven seventy eight sometime mm-hmm. again one of my youthful favorite movies and it seemed like it combined the first two movies and summed it up into that into that first one mm-hmm. and if anything that would be my only critique just because again I love the stories of the beginning. Well, here's the problem: is that if you didn't do as much as they did in that one movie, that you only had no you is Superman. Superman towards the end of it failed. The reboot with uh, uh, Nicolas Cage was supposed to be in it, right? You know what I mean? This is something that's supposed to come out. It's had a couple failed starts, okay? You do Superman, you only have one shot at Superman. This is it. You have one fucking shot at making Mm -hmm. Superman. Otherwise, he's back to buried. You know what I mean? Back to buried. (laughs) And they killed it. Home run. Super home run. So Uh they had to go hard and they had to, I mean... The superhuman battles, I mean, I, I thought to myself when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, Marvel's got a lot to compete with now because they were so epic, they were you know? Each other they up. were yeah. so epic. They're so yeah. fast, and, you know, mm-hmm. they fucked up so much landscape. Yeah. It was fun it, it, to it watch. Was, it was yeah, it was a fun cool. movie to watch. Yeah, it was great. See, and, and, that's and that's what, what that, you would happen if, if superhero, if you had these people that had that much power, everybody's mm-hmm. a Superman, basically, that was fighting, yeah. you know? Like, 
you were going to get knocked into the next county and have to pick it up from there. You know, it's going to get wrecked. It's going to get wrecked. And so, so I thought that was just awesome, fun. Yeah, and uh, I agree too. So I don't see how it could have really went another way. And I think that it was great because it did show him part of that recklessness Mm -hmm. of not knowing your powers because he never had to do them to save people. You know, I'm just saving people regular, you know, regular style saving people. Kind of remind me of a Greatest American Hero. Remember that. You remember that show? He didn't know how to land. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, movie? yeah, that yeah. Was one of my yeah. Favorite shows. <laughs> he lost the manual. Or not, I'm walking on air. <laughs> he he lost the manual yeah. to land. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't know how to land. Like, superhero manual. <laughs> so every landing he ever made was fucked up. In Always. The show. <laughs> yeah. Everything else was cool. Yep. But, um,. <laughs> yeah, I thanks thanks to FX for that. That's the reason I know about that. FX before they started being making super cutting edge new shit, they uh-huh. played old shit. That's why I like. Oh, uh, no get it, yeah. That's why I like Batman. Uh, speaking of uh, Batman, the, the 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 TV show where bam, boom, bam. So, wow. so okay, so were you Sons of Anarchy on FX? Uh, yeah, I, I did yeah. not. I did not see. I don't have terrestrial TV, did, did you, so I don't know the last the last season. What is, about Justified? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Another FX show uh, about a about a marshal. A federal marshal working in Kentucky. Oh shit! I gotta watch it. Yeah, nice. it's good. They get it's they get good. our area right. Uh, I think so, but I found out uh, because I remember watching them. Like you know, being from Lexington, Kentucky, I'm like, man, that really. I wonder if they filmed it there. Really looks. It looked like Kentucky, and turns out they're they're filming in Pennsylvania. You know, not not far and yeah. similar geographical Trees. region, and a couple spots in Northern California. And I saw one scene. I was. Because you know, Northern California's got more vegetation and more more green, mm-hmm. uh, but then it's got the mountains. The Appalachians don't look nothing like the Rockies and mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada. So there was there was definitely a scene I remember watching just I'm like, yeah, those ain't Appalachian mountains, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, it's it's a good show. Um, have you have you watched any of Better Call Saul? I watched the first episode. I I like it. Okay. I, I like it. I like yeah. it. I I want to see it again. It's one of those things yeah. that like. They're gonna have to fucking say, I have an audience of people that want to watch it online. I don't really like doing the illegal streaming thing. Plus it's always shitty quality and I have to watch it in a herky jerky stop motion almost mode. It's fucking so delayed and lagged. So I like to legitimately watch stuff. I'm mm-hmm. so glad. What do you think about HBO Now? Have you heard of that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my not I think HBO my Go. Has a, HBO it's different. Now. Oh wait a minute. HBO Now just got announced at the Apple Watch event. So oh. Apple exclusive for the time being, those smart motherfuckers. And uh, right. so you don't have to have terrestrial cable anymore. So $15 a month, you got everything. So my, so my girlfriend. You just have to sign up on an Apple device. My like girlfriend's from Philly, uh-huh. right? Uh, so she, she got her Cox cable and she keeps calling it Comcast, which I guess was the server over there. Mm-hmm. And I, what was your opinion of Cox? Like, I have never heard a good opinion of Cox. I have Cox. I, I used AT&T Universe for a couple of years. We didn't, me and my roommates didn't like it. Yeah. Went back to Cox. I don't have any huge complaints. Here's the thing. Other than the fact that every month, me and Yazan have a discussion. Like, do we do we need it? Or should we just do the, the Hulu, Netflix, and everything else? Because yeah. everything's like 10 or $15 a month, whatever. Yeah. How many of those do we have to get to equal our fucking cable bill? Right. You know, we'd have to do a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... and, and so now we, my girlfriend yeah. just got Cox and, and two every day. She's, she had she had uh, half a dozen problems in the first two days that she had. She had to have the guys come out several times to fix it. She had mm-hmm. a weird spot where her apartment is and wasn't getting a good signal. Like, yeah. She didn't have sound. Like She's like, man, this is the worst cable provider in the world. I'm like, we, we don't like it here, yeah. you know? Well, I don't, I got Cox, but I only use it for the internet. Because gotcha. okay. we don't have yep. TV. Yep. Um, yep. But I'll tell you what. 
we need that Europe fucking internet. We invent the internet, but then we fucking fuck us all ourselves over on mm-hmm. on 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 getting good internet. You know what I mean? Like, we have the worst internet mm-hmm. out of like so many countries. Mm-hmm. You know, even though mm-hmm. we made the shit. Well, at least the and net neutrality thing passed. Cause that thank made, God, that yeah. Made it but even worse. but every cable provider ever sucks. Mm-hmm. Like every internet I've ever had ever yeah. sucks. Like yeah. there will be a point in time something that I'm really enjoying watching is lagging. And mm-hmm. I don't care if you paid for the more speed one or what. It's going to fucking lag. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I just, I can't stand that. Yeah. It makes it's, me it's so annoying. mad. It's, it's like, annoying. it's like, I don't even know. I don't know. It's but, annoying. so we just need good internet. That's all we need in the world. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, HBO Now is going to be uh, no cable required. $15 a month, which I'll gladly pay. And, uh, yeah, easy. And then, um. Uh, yeah, I'll say goodbye to some sleep or something because <laughs> right, I got all this right. other shit I do. Yep. But yep. I, I, I got to catch up on Entourage. They're making an Entourage movie. Oh, all right. That'd be cool. Yeah, I watched a bunch I, of I, I loved Entourage. Mm-hmm. I, I think I missed the last season or two because of just not having access to I wasn't TV. consistent with it, but I was enjoyed it when I watched it. And, uh, but that, yeah, the, the trailer for Are you, are you The Walking Dead? Walking Dead's fantastic, of course. Yeah. I love it. I watched like the first season and a half. I just, I don't know. It's it's good. I have no it's complaints great. about it. I just didn't feel the, the, the rabid need for it. And then I, I picked it up a couple episodes ago, too, when they just got to Alexandria. And I, I felt like I didn't need... I, I know there's all these different stories that I can go back and watch, but I still feel like I could still jump in and be like, yeah. okay, what's going on here? All right. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and there was, a, there was one, one other show. I can't think of it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I like... Have you seen... Uh, so you don't have Hulu. So have you seen Broad City? I've watched a little bit of Broad City. I, I like that. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I thought they were, <laughs> there was a line where she was like, she was trying to get her friend to, to fucking smuggle some weed up her up her mm-hmm. cooch, and she's like, she's like, the vagina is nature's pocket. <laughs> yeah, those girls are out there. It's mm-hmm. so crazy that yeah, they're so got, comfortable uh, with themselves. Uh, like, uh, they're Burris, the, what's his name? Um, Hannibal. Hannibal Burris. Yeah. He's, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. Yeah. It's so crazy because like they're like normal looking girls. They are. They're, you know they're not saying? like super hotties. They're just. But normal, they're all naked and girls. stuff, which kind of ups their hotness. Like yeah, everybody I, think, I know I that watches this cool. show, it's like, we don't we don't want to think of the the normal. I don't want to say plain Jane, but just the normal not Playboy bunny with a sac- sexual appetite. But you know. Right. Right. They all have a sexual yeah, appetite. You know. Yeah. People are real. You right. Know? <laughs> exactly. Not everybody's a Barbie doll. Yeah. So, so I think that's. Cool. Oh, it's so funny. She works at uh, the gym as it is the cleaner. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious. It reminds me of my gym, dude. Like, it's, like it's, my gym's like that. It's like they got cleaners that walk around. Yeah. But yeah, it's fucking yeah. hilarious. I love it. Um, so, uh, but I got like, we have better trainers at our gym. Their their trainers are kind of <laughs> like like very stereotypical. Like like the guys like very. My, I don't know. My guys are pretty cool there. Nice. But, yeah. Nice. But anyway, um, yeah. So you're like, oh, real quick, I'm gonna touch on another topic, uh, if you don't mind talking about this one. Let's let's go. So, out what it. is it like for you to? This is your first interracial relationship. Well, geez, this is a controversial subject. <laughs> we don't have it to is, delve into no, any it any, is, any it is problematic my first, uh, things. Or, uh, well, but but it's. Uh, you know, it's a, I, I've always thought of myself as a progressive person, and I've, I've you know, I've been, I've been wanting to, uh, you know, go in the interracial 
just because I, I feel like why why haven't I you know I, I, it yeah. almost it almost was like irking me like dude is there something wrong with me like there's plenty of beautiful black women out there like why yeah. you know what the hell so now I, I've been lucky enough to meet a, a wonderful amazing beautiful black woman uh, but there's you know she's she's from the East Coast she's from Philly she went to uh, one of the most prestigious all black colleges in this nation um, and even though she has a preference for white guys and dating. There's there's some things that that I I didn't I didn't take into account you know so there there's some challenges to it you yeah. know um, um, and especially it's it the the one conflict that, that that's come up is the relaxed nature out here on the in the West Coast where you you know we, we we hang out with each other a little bit more I feel like maybe in other parts of the country people are cool with each other but they're still hanging out amongst their own a little more right um, and so the N word comes up. And she she's consistent with her end. Not not on your part though. No, 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 not on my part. I I I learned. I understand. I get it. It's not a word. It's not a word that anybody should be used. But especially yeah. as a white male, we have no business using that word anytime. We don't. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's never so cool. What happened is, is some 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 friends were around, and and she told me she's like, this is gonna happen. You know, white people get a little too com comfortable, a little too complacent, and you let it slip out. In the context, there was, you know, singing along the songs or whatever, but she's, I gotta give her credit because she's consistent. She doesn't want black people using it. She right. doesn't, she doesn't like all the rappers using it all the Good. time. She's, you know, she's like, I think she understands that it's confusing the situation. It's, it's, it's I understand the side where you're, you're trying to desensitize it, but in another sense, the connotations of that word and the horrible things that have happened around that word and because of that word and with that word white kids today have forgotten about maybe a lot of black kids today have forgotten about yeah you know and and it, it's it's put me in some situations you know <laughs> it's, it's put me in some situations and i, yeah. I don't know what they am, am i supposed to throw a punch a motherfucker who's singing along to, to biggie you know and and maybe i should uh turns out I, I don't think i have to throw a punch him i think i just have to be like hey dude um she yeah don't do that you yeah. know um you should, you should just be like, hey, man, it's not only not cool because she's here, it's, it's not, not cool. cool. Exactly. You and, know? And that's what and I love. At least she's consistent about it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we've, we've had arguments about this several times. And, you know, I, I felt like I, she, she felt vulnerable. She felt like I didn't have her back. And I felt like I didn't know that I was supposed to do something. Right. Like, it was well, it you've was, never been in that situation. Exactly. Before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, so. and then, you know, even. Even the guys saying it aren't aren't saying they're like you stupid. Yeah, they're saying along. They they didn't realize they, but they should realize. They yeah. should realize we should yeah. not. And that's the thing. We've we've got to get. We're not post racial. Even though we have black men in the office, we're not post racial. Nope. It doesn't look like we're going to be post racial anytime soon. Tell them and, aliens are the terminators, man. Right. Exactly. That's, that's, so, I I do think it's important to remember why this word is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a guy who went missing in Mississippi, and they found him hanging from a tree. A Recently, black man, yeah, last oh, week. Oh God, a black man went That's missing, terrible. and they found, and and they're like, well, we're trying to determine if it's a suicide or not. Uh, it's fucking Mississippi, and he's a black man. Ain't no fucking uh, suicide. Come on now. Yeah, we don't offer ourselves like why, that too much. <laughs> this is why this word is still dangerous. This is why this, and and I get this. So, um, it's it's but it's been interesting, but it's been fun. There's so many uh, positive qualities about her that. Uh, you know, if I gotta if I gotta get checked, then then I gotta get checked. Yeah, you know? of course. So it's it's all good. It's wonderful, man. I'm so happy for you, you guys. Look yeah. great together, uh, and uh, 
that's super cool. I just wanted to know what it was like, you know, for you being someone who never dated. Yeah. Uh, we were talking person. about doing karaoke and she's getting, she wants to sing a rock and roll song and I want to do a rap song. Just oh, that's to, great. Just to fuck everybody up. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> because she's into rock and roll. She, I get, she loves her Zeppelin. She, I took her to an In Flames concert with some uh, coworkers at Hard Rock uh, over at House of Blues a couple wow. weeks ago. Metal, like fucking metal. She loved it. She hmm. loved it. She had a blast. Wow. So, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. So you guys are great for each other. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we both challenge each other. I think we, and sometimes that, that erupts into yelling at each other and throwing mm -hmm. things at each other, but, yeah. but you know, that's what happens yeah. sometimes. I've, <laughs> I've always dated, uh, I guess, whoever I wanted to date, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so now I'm married to a wonderful, wonderful yeah. white woman, and uh, uh, her name is Deborah. Deb, she sings. She's on a couple of my songs uh, that I released, and... Uh, gonna be on more and uh awesome. she's awesome she's in the navy i i, I just think you got to be happy man you yeah. know what i mean and well and, and i love i love your race like you know when i met you you're like well i'm half black half mexican and i have an indian name <laughs> yeah, black, i'm black mexican and white with an arabic first yeah, name yeah first yeah. middle name yeah it's it's nuts uh coming up you i heard everything so mm -hmm. i got you got made fun of just the saddam hussein comments yeah, you got you know which right. sucks because i'm not even blood you know right that but right. but i got it so i understand right. so yeah. I, I feel like i'm part of them too mm -hmm. just because hey right. i know guys i know what it's like you know uh being made fun of for that and uh you know then you got uh you know the people that you you can't hang with the I mean, you can, but you're you're not you're not all black enough to to blend in. You know, what I mean, you get the the people. A lot of people hear me talk, and they say, "Oh, you talk white." You know, you talk to me on the phone. You talk. What, what, what does that, that mean? I mean that, that right there is that racism mean? right there. What, what does that mean? mean? I talk white. Yeah. How do you talk white. What is it? What do you get? White people get a lockdown on a certain dialect. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Is, what is that exactly. All uh, you talk white, I, I get, uh, you know, so you're never black enough to hang out with all, you know, the, the black people and blend completely in, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know Spanish, so I didn't really hang out with the Mexicans, <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, and, uh, uh, so back in Indiana, there wasn't many Mexicans either, right, right. you know? Um, when, I was, up, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, now there's a lot more. Yeah, but now there's in a lot Lexington. Uh, before I left, there was a lot more. They now have, growing they, say, up. They, they say there's a whole quarter of town that they call Mexington. <laughs> there's there's that many they that's even cool. have a taco shop that's that's cool I mean, you know cool. it's, it's cool it's yeah, everything is you know expanding before i left uh, evansville there was a lot more uh uh hispanic people there and it was mm -hmm. great you know it's yep. cool um but uh yeah growing up though i mean there's like one kid i think his name is martin um mm -hmm. but that was the only like mexican kid that yeah. i went to school with i think you know really I had one of my friends from back home during election no, there's season a couple during election season and uh she voted for mitch mcconnell there in kentucky and well you voted for the wrong person oh my she's god a, the turtle she's turtle all, man yeah fuck that guy and so that that's a whole other thing god. but but as we were talking about it, she's like there are more mexicans here than there are in san diego i'm all trish <laughs> you've lived here you know that's not true we're yeah. 30 minutes from the border i mean <laughs> We're, you know, yeah. the, the white people are almost a minority because of how many Mexicans there are, you know? Stop it. Stop this. Stop <laughs> this nonsense. Stop it. Oh, yeah, whatever. I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. That's, that's, it's another that's podcast. Another. Man, yeah, dude, exactly. it's been so fun having Absolutely. you. You gotta come back as one of my regulars, for man. For sure, for sure, Raji. Um, Nairosius, Nairo, you can catch him vibe hosting yeah. or running the entertainment mm -hmm. uh, every day, every, every day, Monday through Friday at Hard Rock. Yep, that's so right, 5 to 7 p.m. We also have happy hour going on. So, so check out the live entertainment. Counts. If you see Nairo, say what's up to yeah. him. Uh, we're gonna talk. Maybe we can in the future get give give away something cool yeah. uh, from the, from there. That would be awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know. Um, 
we, you know, Patrick's every night almost? Uh, Patrick's four nights a week, Wednesday through Saturday, so uh, uh, the good nights. Every night they have bands, but every night, he's every there night four bands, nights a right. week. Yep. Right. Uh, I challenge you to do the uh, what I call the Idiot Challenge. We serve Coronado uh, Idiot Double IPA. It's an 8.5% beer. We were one of the few places that served it in a pint. Mm. Uh, my other friend who does the uh, shares responsibility at the door with me hers holds the current record of seven pints. I've done six. This is no small feat. If you uh, think you can drink, come meet me for a couple pints down at Patrick's. All right. The challenge is issued. You see Nairo. Try to out-drink him on those pints. And uh, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Raj. All right, brother. All right. All right. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was great.